Hello, film lovers, and welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. The Films I Love Most podcast is recorded live with live messaging. So sometimes people do message in with very inappropriate comments. We can't help that. It's just the general public. So if you hear something that is offensive or rude, we try our best to put a stop to it, but it might just sneak through. So I do apologize for that. But anyway, let's move on. Enjoy this episode of the Films I Love Most podcast. Welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. This is Keith Andrew I'm talking to right now. Um, Maybe. I'm not quite sure who I am. Who am I? Who am I? I saw that. Uh, I I saw your new avatar. I thought you were kind of trying to cosplay as British Cliff. I am. That's who I am now. I'm British Cliff. I thought. <laughs> I thought. Why is he getting all the fun and attention? <laughs> why does he get to be president? Exactly. I want to be prime minister to Cliff <laughs> president. I want to be how? I want to be dollar store Cliff. Dollar Store Cliff. No, you are way too fancy to be Dollar Store Cliff. Cliff is Dollar Store Cliff. <laughs> oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm just really excited for today. It's been a, um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things going on in the United States, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't want to get into all of it, but basically it all centers around this TV show where a, where a robot man and a witch have fallen in love. And uh, are, are trying to get together in black and white. Um, otherwise, nothing really going on. Ah, okay. So basically what you're telling me is that the United States is the Death Star right now. And you've got yes. the Rebel Alliance coming to save you. And by tomorrow, yeah. it's going to be okay. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is there's this really petty, petty old dude who can't get over that he's not the, the emperor anymore. And so he's making everybody fly... Um, private x-wings instead of public ones instead of uh <laughs> instead of the government ones the government tie yeah. fighter like everybody else gets to fly oh well this time tomorrow palpatine will be no more uh, Ginger that's, palpatine will be gone. that's the song i'm going to be playing all day the kinks just this time tomorrow <laughs> where will we be yeah <laughs> that's so sweet i'm very excited for you guys i'm, I'm going to be watching at oh. 5 5 p.m gmt i believe tomorrow oh yeah no we're we're all gonna be watching i was talking to some people it's like hey you want to do a meeting tomorrow i was like no not really okay no meetings tomorrow i guess we're done yeah <laughs> we're having a day off this is a public holiday this is a public celebration you know there's fireworks going off on endor you know oh yeah it Coruscant. really is it'll be it'll, it, it's it, it's it's the original ones yeah there's there's a little bit of course on but we don't really see it because we don't have the cgi to make it yet we nope. have all the <laughs> exactly we got so the we yub yub song a... going it's yub yub we're all yub yub can i make a request yes can i be the gross little um like satanic ewok that bangs on a dead stormtrooper's helmet yes you can that guy's i mean people don't talk enough about how crazy that is right that dark that, that like he's just like oh yeah this is a dead this is a dead skull i'm playing the drums on a dead dead uh human that's a human being inside there that's not a robot it's playing on no. that skull 
I, I honestly do believe that the head is detached and still in the helmet when he's making it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Come on. Oh, that's so they're, funny. They're sadistic, those little bastards. Those they little bastards. <laughs> so um, I'm really excited about this. I mean, it's me, so I have notes. But um, oh. I'm really excited. And look, I'm just going to throw it out there. I wasn't alive during the first run of the Star Wars merch when the film was first released. Mm -hmm. So I'm relying on listeners to tell me about your very first Star Wars merchandise experiences. And I really want to focus this first part of the show on the toy line. Okay. All right. Well, you, I mean, you, that was a very nice way to not say that I was alive. No, you're not. We're the Sorry. same age, aren't we? We're the same age. No, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was alive for the first toy line, and in fact, I had a lot of those toys. I was there for Pete Kenner uh, toys. I had, um, you know, we could get into it. I, I won't. I won't just do individual things, but let's start out with the big one that everybody needed to have, like the the big money items. Uh, I exactly. had the Darth Vader carrying case. Essential essential right i had i had the um i had all you know i had all the different variations of luke skywalker from from star wars through jedi with all you know including all the different you know different outfits with the uh you know with the with the with the uh what is that thing the lightsaber put into the wrist like it's some sort of like uh uh wolverine claw i had all those uh i had uh millennium falcon i had the death star i had a working tie fighter uh standard tie fighter and uh, uh x-wing uh we had i had this i had the dagobah system or i had the dagobah set with the uh with well, the, the whole uh, dagobah system i had not the whole dagobah system because i only i only had dagobah the bay with uh with the place where you could like push a little button and then the little uh chests would come out of the swamp which was just made out of foam uh, I had uh, I had my Chewbacca. I had my Chewbacca that carried a broken C-3PO. I had regular C-3PO. I had R2-D2. The original one, I had the R2-D2 that had the little uh, little thing that would poke out of it, like the little antenna that you could pull out of the top. I, I had it all. We had all the Star Wars stuff. Um, and I actually tried to keep it all for a long time, even as a kid. Uh, it all disappeared when my mom and dad got divorced. And in the move, one of, that was the box that somehow didn't make the truck. Um, I don't think my mom realized how much stuff uh, that, any of that stuff was worth at the time, but I had the entire set. And I, like I said, I had the death. I had that, that, that I can't tell you how many times I've seen that Darth Vader carrying case and been like, that's just what I brought to school every day. And then I see the cost of that thing. I was like, damn, I wasted, you know, I could have, I could have made a lot of money off this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I hope Vader's listening because I want him to message in his story about what his mum did oh, no no what he did sorry what he did to his millennium falcon i can tell you what it's going to bring a tear to your oh eye. my goodness i don't even i don't even know if i'm ready for that story yet it's going to um, bring a tear to me undies no no not, not there <laughs> that's called that's called pre-cum um <laughs> <laughs> yay i i did promotion i get free stuff no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah i mean this stuff yeah. was great. The pre-Kenner stuff, um, I'm sure you've seen the boxes and stuff, and you probably maybe looked at them at the collectors, maybe even got a couple of your own. But, like, they were so cool because it, it came with, like, this great picture, and on the back it gave you all the stats. And then on top of that, it could, you know, I'm talking about all the mainstream things, but I had just random characters. Like, 
the beauty of Star Wars, and I think the reason that that thing got marketed so well is because even though there's all the main characters and you collect all that stuff, Kenner was smart enough to like, if there was a robot, if there was a dude in the back of the room wearing a bag over his head and some tennis shoes and some weird like jorts, they would make a character out of him. Like everybody that was yeah. in the show, movie got a thing, right? There, I, have, I had a bunch of uh, droids that like you see them in one scene and that's it, but I got them and I was stoked to play with them because they were all yeah. there. It felt like you could get a real collection of stuff going on here. But let me tell you, I've done research on this. There were three characters that they never made figures of. Really? There were three. Um, what's his name? Uh, Peter Christian's character, Grand Admiral Toff, to- uh, to- wasn't it? You know, Really? Uh, the- they never made a... Really? Nope. They never made a Peter Christian. Nope. And they never made... Although, I'm not quite sure whether they wanted to do it pre- or post barbecue, they never made an aunt and <laughs> Baru. <or laughs> they, never made, they never made an aunt <laughs> or an uncle. Oh, and that's pretty funny. They, they, they waited until what's his face decided to take over that character, um, Edgerton, uh, yes. back in the, in the new ones. But that I would have, I would have not guessed those were the two that they didn't take. But in a, in a weird sort of way, those would like, at least back then, those would probably be the three that you would like would sit there. Like, it, like if you were to go to the store, like this is back in the day when you can't get anything online, you walk to, you'd go to a Toys R Us. For here, it would have been Toys R Us or a Gemco or a Shopco or, a, you know, like some sort of Mervin's, which is a clothing store, but also <laughs> had toys for some reason. It'd be one of these random like toy stores or, uh, you know, places with toys, which would include the grocery store. But you'd walk in and there'd be, you know, X-Wings and Luke Skywalkers and Chewbacca's and Yoda's and all this stuff. And then at Christmas, all that stuff would be gone, and you'd you'd walk in and be like, just a uh, Grand Moff Tarkin and a and an Aunt Brew, and you'd be like, God damn it, you'd be so yeah. mad. <laughs> and if your parents were like, Well, that was all that was there, and it's in your stocking, like that's that's not that's not Christmas. That's bad. That's not Christmas. It's like, get me a BMX bike. I think I like, I think I like pound puppies now. I'm so mad. Sure. So, listen, just a little bit of background very quickly on Kenner. So, um, at the time that Star Wars figures became huge, the only toys, really, that were making any impact on the toy market were Barbies and G.I. Joes. Mm -hmm. That's the the biggest toys at the time. But in 1977, obviously, Kenner took over the the toy line. It was, like, the big first proper, like, big screen toy line that had ever been done. There had been a lot of, like, sort of TV toy lines, you know, of TV shows and things like that. But as in like the big screen, like the like a the cinema world, it there'd never been a toy line really that had done very well. So this was the first like sort of big impact that movies were making on the toy industry. And um Luke George Lucas looked around for ages to find somebody to make the Star Wars toys, and pretty much every single toy company turned him down. He just couldn't find it. And the reason why that was, one of the reasons, was because he was asking them six months before the film was going to be released to take on the toy line. And they were like, right. well, you know, it usually takes about at least two years to get right. like something like this done. Uh, even Mattel, like, turned him down. Like, right, and Mattel no, would have been down here in El Segundo at the time, right? That, that would have been, like, just yeah, down the yeah. street from where he's recording. Um, and it's interesting because also, and you know this as well as I do, uh, uh, George Lucas kept the rights to all this. This is one of those big stories. This way he made all his money is he kept all the, uh, the rights to all this toy stuff. So he would have had to make these deals himself. It wouldn't have been made through 
20th Century Fox or whoever. Well, this is quite interesting because the the initial deal. So Kenner took on the contract, and then they like obviously they started with the sculpting and everything for Star Wars, um, but there was going to be like eight figures originally, and they were going to be three inches and three quarters tall. Mm-hmm. And then the toy makers went to set out like this deal with George Lucas. And um, it was basically 95 in, in every dollar, 95 cents went to Kenner, 25 cents went to Lucas and 25 cents went to uh, Fox, 20th Century Fox. Mm. That was that was the first initial deal for the first movie. And obviously, when it all took off, they went back and um, and did another deal. But George Lucas like had no choice to do that because, like every other toy company, had turned him down at the time. So, at that time, that was the only that was the f- first initial deal that he could get for for the um, for for Kenner to make those toys because, you know, it, it was basically his only option. Right. So, obviously, the deal changed very much in the future. But just to give you numbers very quickly before we move on, um, the film Star Wars movies have made probably between eight and ten billion uh, to like to this day, like um, of box office revenue. The toys mm-hmm. over over the lifespan of the toys, they've made fourteen billion dollars. Oh Jesus! You don't so know the power dumb. of the dark side. That's right. <laughs> I didn't know you had Darth round. Is he getting a pedicure? <laughs> Mrs. Smitty giving him a pedicure. He needs to stop asking her. She's got enough on. Yeah, she just, he just he 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 sneaks in every once in a while. He just wanted to let you know that this is what happens. Yeah. Toys toys are where it's at. Yeah, exactly. And um, so when it comes to like, Christmas 1977, and I find this hilarious. When I was doing the research today, I thought it was brilliant, and I knew a little bit about this already, but. Um, when it comes to uh, fulfilling the orders, Kenner really, really struggled, especially like with Christmas coming up. So they released, they recycled a lot of toys, which I think is great. So basically taking anything they'd already had in production, whether it be like a card, car racing game or, a, you know, a bake oven or something like that. What they basically did was just stuck the Star Wars logo on the side right. and released it. So, um, yeah, basically recycling. And they call it, um, like, sticking or something. They call it toy sticking, where they just, like, oh. pick, get, get a toy they've already made, like, already got, stick the Star Wars logo on it, and just get it out there. Just for, for, for some <laughs> <laughs> it's imagine? smart. I mean, they, I mean, they did it. I mean, I feel like that's one of those things. It's like, I don't know if that robot was in there. I don't know what that space monster is. That looks like jelly. Um, yeah. I'm looking but at one this. One of those uh, things was a baked oven was a like a kid's bake oven thing that they used to like that they had and they just decided to remarket it for boys and slap the Star Wars logo on it. <laughs> That's insane. <sighs> that is crazy. And then um yeah, so then they did this really weird thing which I'm sure you know about. Uh they released the Star Wars early bird certificate package. Right. Which, was an which is nothing. Box. It's <laughs> yeah. just a box. That promised kids that they would be the first in line to receive new figures when they were released, basically. And they had four right. figures in that set. It's like so if you not- were to take this, if you were to take this particular toy and you say your teacher told you you had to build a diorama and said, hey, I need you to build a diorama about your favorite movie. If you turned this diorama in as your diorama, you would have gotten a C. 
because it's there's like it's mostly it's like a little gift certificate, a couple pictures, and then a whole bunch of characters flat against the back wall. There's no three dimensions to it. It's just an empty box with a club card and maybe I mean I think there's a sticker maybe in there, um, or at least uh, a place where you can sign up to get a sticker. It's insane. It's insane. And they had four figures. They had R2D2, Chewie, Leia, and Luke. Now, okay. I mean, if you're a fan of the of the uh, Rebel Alliance, that's great. But I, mm-hmm. you know, where's Vader? <laughs> you know, where's Oh Vader's Vader's in there. Vader Vader is on there. He's a picture on the background of it. Vader's there. Uh, oh, he is. So, yeah, and there's a sand person on there, and there's one the I I, I assume it's the guy who uh actually uh, pulled the trigger of the Death Star. Like to 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 blow up Alderaan. It's one of those. It's the guys with the weird helmets that like run the laser beams. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't see this on there, but did they release them then in phases? And the first phase was maybe uh, those. Oh no, I was just thinking about the. Oh, I was talking about the box. Are you talking about the actual toys that dropped? I'm sorry, I missed that. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, So I was saying that um, like they had the box and everything, but I think. I'm not entirely sure like if they released them like maybe in phases. So the box represented all of the figures that were going to come out. But when they mm-hmm. when they released the first bunch, I think it was R2-D2, Chewie, Leia and Luke. And I was just thinking, you would have stuck a villain in there for the first phase, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, you have to figure that like, I mean, no, it's tough. Like, no offense to, uh, to Leia, because Leia is definitely important, but like, Chewie's a dog monster, right? Luke is the hero. <laughs> R2-D2 is the robot. And then, like, Darth Vader's the the badass. Like, that's the cell. Like, you're everybody's going to want a Vader. Like, And, I mean, I'm sure people will want her, too, but this is mostly marketed towards boys. I just feel like, and I'm not saying it would be bad, but if I was going to take four, I, I may go Luke, Vader, uh, R2, and, and Chewie. And I think I would have been okay with that. Yeah, me too. I would, I would have actually have liked Luke, Darth Vader, um, a stormtrooper, mm-hmm. and an R two D two. Yeah, I, I could go with that one too. I, there, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just tell you right now, I'm a unabashedly huge uh, Wookie, like Wookie stand. So it, when, <laughs> when, when, when Wookie, when Wookies aren't included, that's how I feel inside. Oh my god. Chewie's at yours as well. <laughs> yeah, Chewie's there. Chewie's doing his thing, but yeah, he gets really sad when he doesn't get to play. So I would have picked I would go like if it were up to me, I'd have picked Chewbacca, R2D2, Darth Vader, and probably another Chewbacca. Um <laughs> if it were up to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Or 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 an Obi-Wan. Like I I, I liked Luke, but I liked I like the guys with I like the magician. Like when I especially when I was a kid. If I was going to go for anybody, I'd take the Merlin. I'd take the Wizard. So it would have been uh, it would have been an Obi Wan. I would have taken over a Luke. Yeah, I don't need the I don't need the scrawny runt. I need the man with the plan. I would have really because obviously you know nowadays if you have a product and you make a product like a toy, you um, get the actor and you put them in some sort of scanner and they scan all the dimensions and everything. And obviously they mm-hmm. they didn't do that back then. They just sort of did it, you know, and and modeled it from like the size of the figure, but I would have, I would pay money to see the postman delivering, um, you know, the, the Star Wars figures to the actors, especially Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
Yeah, because Alec Guinness was not a huge fan. Like, I'm sure when Alex looked at this, he was not like, this is great. He's like, oh, fuck. What have I gotten into? Can you imagine Alec Guinness just opening up that, that package for the first time and seeing a three, three and a quarter inch version of himself? Yeah, he's already old. He's like, what is this shit? He's so mad. Yeah, I would have paid to have seen that. Absolutely. Oh, that's paid. so funny. That would have been so funny. But, um, yeah, so it wasn't until, like, you're thinking, like, this box set, this early bird certificate package, like, wasn't, like, released until Christmas. But then it wasn't mm-hmm. until the spring 1978 when the, ty- when the toy line was, like, finally released. Right. So, and it made massive, like, impact in the toy business. I mean, if, I mean, it sounds like a small number, but if you really think about it, it's a huge impact. So... Toy sales went up eight percent due to Star Wars. Like over all, all toy lines, every single toy in America, the whole toy business went up eight percent during the during the release of the Star Wars toys. Wow, I mean that's huge. I mean, especially considering this was a movie that kind of came out of left field for a lot of people. This wasn't one of those ones where everybody's like, "This isn't a sure thing." Nobody really knew what this was. So. Part of the reason I think these toys weren't being made is because I don't think anybody, including Lucas, realized this is going to be the biggest thing in the history of things, right? Like, yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I just think that you, you know, you're right. It did take them out of left field. I think that is why um, they weren't really necessarily prepared for the manufacturer, like the manufacturer of the toys. I yep. know that um, that Kenner were down at the set of the original Star Wars, like taking pictures and making sketches and notes of the of the models and stuff so they could go back and make them but i just think that they were going oh yeah we'll make some toys and we'll get this done but i think the the impact of the movie took them all by surprise and they were like shit we need to get this made (laughs) right and like you said this changed toys forever like this wasn't a thing where you're going to giant toy fairs and having the you know the situation that we have now in toys where you know these things are getting prepared way in advance they're doing all these pitches this wasn't the way back then to, to quote another Star Wars uh, uh, character. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's interesting to see, you know, how the variations in the toys now drive collectors nuts. So there's one Luke Skywalker that has yellow hair and there's one <laughs> that has sort of brown hair. And... Mm-hmm. I think it's the blonde haired one, which is uh, the more rare version. And people pay ridiculous amounts for this, for this stuff. I mean, it's bonkers how much people pay. I was doing some research into auctions of Star Wars figures. And there's a guy in, I can't remember where it was. I forgot to write it down, but he's in the States. And he's in the Guinness World uh, Book of World Records for having the biggest collection of Star Wars toys. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, well, let me talk about this first. And I, I'm sure that you know all about this, but I'm really excited to mention this. So the one figure that everybody was after was the rocket firing Boba Fett. Right. Absolutely. Because it was a mail-in promotion. And no one at this time, when it was um, advertised for the mail-in promotion, no one had seen Boba Fett on the screen at this point because um, Empire Strikes Back hadn't been released. They'd only seen him in the holiday special and no one was talking about that anymore <laughs> no one right. was talking about that <laughs> right right <laughs> so um what they did was they took a c3po figure and a death star commander and they both sort of mashed them together to make this 
uh, Boba Fett character with the firing rocket. But when the figure arrived at the day, you know, when it was um, the day of release and it arrived at the door, sorry, um, it didn't have the firing rocket. And the reason was, yeah, the reason was, was because earlier that year, a Battlestar Galactica toy uh, that had a firing missile had choked a child. Mm. A child had, had like choked on the firing uh, rocket from the from the Battlestar Galactica toy, and basically it scared Kenner so much that they took it away from the toy before it was released. So they scrapped it, and um, when the actual toy arrived at the doors of the kids. Um, it was uh, Sans Rocket Launcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, obviously, the only things that then existed were prototypes and mm-hmm. some cheap, I think some cheeky Kenner um, employee was secretly making some prototypes into figures, you know, like maybe to sell on because there were some on the market and the prototypes. So, let me just tell you... Um, uh, the guy who owns this huge collection of Star Wars toys in America is in the Guinness World Records. Uh, he bought a a, um, a prototype of the rocket firing Boba Fett for two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. So this is an interesting thing to talk about because this is definitely a mandala effect thing because I feel like I remember having a rocket firing Boba Fett, but I must have had a rocket firing somebody else, right? Well, if you've got a rocket firing Boba Fett somewhere in your attic, um, I would get up there now. <laughs> and I want. <laughs> but in general, this is just me thinking that I had something that I didn't have, right? Like I remember very well being able to like load something in, but it must have not been his missile. It must have been something else. But I remember a couple of these ones having, you know, like there are characters in the Star Wars products, I feel like even in these 70s ones that had some sort of like, and or maybe it was the, no, no the, the TIE fighter had like a little laser light, so it didn't have any sort of projectile. The the X-Wings didn't have any projectiles. I'm tra- maybe it was sure. maybe it was something else. Huh. Interesting. Maybe it was the Battlestar Galactica uh, rocket yeah. ship. That maybe I choked him. on it. Yeah, maybe I choked on it. Is it you? Yeah, maybe maybe this was all a dream while I was choking on that Battlestar Galactica toy. Um, (laughs) It was your fault. Your fault. (laughs) That poor man, man, Starburns Audio, having to pay $225,000 for Boba Fett's rocket launcher, and it's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's so funny. But, um, yeah, and then sort of it just spiraled from there, didn't it? Because like on the twenty first of May, nineteen eighty, uh, they released Impulse Strikes Back. Uh, they released some weird like toys to go in that toy line. I mean, is it the is it the t- I can never pronounce the name. Is it the Tonton? You know the oh, Tonton, yeah. The oh yeah, I had yeah. a Tonton. The belly, the have... open belly. Yeah, how morbid. could you have done it any other way though if you couldn't put luke inside the belly of the tauntaun would you even have bought it like that's what i appreciate about that like who wants a tauntaun you could just ride that's that's for that's for solo you want the one where you gotta you know actually get in there get in the you know that was one of the best scenes if i had one of those as a kid because i was quite creative with my toys i would have been i would have got some boiled rice 
<laughs> curried <laughs> boiled rice and put it inside and then had oh, it go. <laughs> And then <laughs> I, would re- I would have seriously recreated that scene from like in to scratch. I really would. Oh, and then you had obviously the um the most sought after toy I think in the Empire Strikes Back releases was the ATAT. Oh, oh really? Okay. Okay. Well, I thought that so they didn't release a Millennium Falcon for Star Wars. Then I was just gonna think. I was just thinking no. what I would. Yeah. Yeah, it was Empire Strikes Back. They released the Falcon for. Awesome. Yeah. Then I, yeah, then absolutely. That would be the big one. But to me, like that was always the toy, right? Was the, 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 I didn't get an ATAT. That was, there's, there were there, you know, back then there were like four or five different like levels of toy. And there's like the basic one being like the, like the, uh, the ant brew, like the, the, the side character, then, you know, the main character. And then you like the small, like the speeder bike type toy, you know, that would run you in the 10 to $12 range. And then you had that next step up, which would be like the, uh, the uh uh the x-wing or the tie fighter which would be kind of like that that's like a toy you could get for somebody that you really likes birthday um or you would get for like a, from a, a as a present from like an uncle or a, a yeah, yeah. that didn't know you that well but also didn't have a ton of money and then you go to that next level like uh 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 the the millennium falcon would be like that that thing you put on your birthday list or your christmas list that your parents would get you and really like but that that add at though that was like when you had like all the money, like your parents just didn't know what to do with it all. So they're like, oh, you get a Millennium Falcon and an ad at it's like what Vince Vaughn would have brought uh, his family and for Christmas is to really ruin the Christmas for everybody else because he didn't obey the ten dollar <laughs> limit. Well, um, I, I'm sure Oprah was on them, wasn't it? Was she you get a Millennium Falcon, you get a you get a Millennium Falcon, Falcon. and then you rich Falcon. bastards, you fat cats with your ad ads. <laughs> So let me tell you the um, the price of the electric Millennium Falcon. So it's like a little. There was like a sound thing on it that was like mm-hmm. I can't yep. do the sound um, and a light and stuff. So the the price at the time was twenty four dollars and seventy seven cents. Yeah. Now, wow. um, was that expensive or not in nineteen eighty? 1980 yeah i mean that wasn't cheap that was still like 50 bucks right that was probably i mean it's not quite oh, double okay. but like when you look at like uh video games and stuff they're running around 30 40 dollars so it was the price of like an intellivision or an atari game you're probably talking yeah you're talking at the mid high level of something like that's what i'm saying that's that mid tier and then like an ad at would have been 40 45 it's like if you equate it to transformers like uh you know that's your optimus prime level that 25 dollar level yeah sure that's not too bad. I mean, no, it's not too bad. If you try to buy, for example, a Lego Millennium Falcon now, you have to like remortgage your house to purchase that. Oh yeah, so and you have to like put it on a special order and hope that you get it. You have to put yourself on a registry. It's like, it's like getting your kid into that expensive <laughs> preschool. Like you have to try to start it before you were born. I've actually got it. It's at my parents' house though. I got it about seven, eight years ago. I really saved up for it. Well, I say saved up for it. I've only got one kidney, but um, yeah. <laughs> I saved up. For, what I mean is, I only I woke up in a you know I I talked to this guy. He said he's really interested in trading me the Millennium Falcon. He showed it to me. We shared a drink. Yeah. I got real drowsy. I woke up. Now you know. Next thing you know, I got a Millennium Falcon, but I also have a um, you know I have I have a I think I still have a scalpel <laughs> on the side of my body. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and some forceps. So um, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, should we hit some uh, ditties before we move let's on hit to the some, next uh, let, let, figure oddities? Let's hit some ditties. 
Well, we've got some. We've got Lords. Thank you very much Go. for getting involved, guys. Please Go give us a it. clap and share the uh, share the chat if you're enjoying yourselves. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. Go for it. Go for it. I, I don't have okay, the, I don't have the moderation go. going today. Honestly, Palpatine. You sound like a child, but thank you for being here. Anyway. You Hello. are now you tuned Palpatine. in to A Star Wars Story Live Live with, with Star Burns and, and Keith Andrews Live Live on the stereo app. Be sure to get my new album dropping this Friday, available on all <laughs> streaming platforms. Thanks. (laughs) Wow, listen to that musical interlude. That's dramatic. <laughs> yeah, but what about Han Solo? He's he's the guy who can understand him. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you don't need to understand it. Let me ask you a question. I want I want to ask everybody a question right now, and you could answer okay. me. You could answer me through text messages. You could just answer me in your heart. What is what is what is Chewbacca trying to get across right there? He's sad. Okay, play it He's again. hurt. Play it again. Yeah. You don't... He's like saying, to me, he's like saying, yeah, but I haven't had lunch yet. And yeah. I've just been running around all day. Come on. Yeah. Aren't we going to have some Come snacks? on. Exactly. Well, you yeah. don't need a Han Solo. What? Like, you know what he's saying right there? He's like, like yum, give me some. <laughs> bring it. He's saying, bring it, bitches. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do it one more time? Oh, yeah, I can. He's saying, um, Shante, you stay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's saying. Definitely. I don't like you either. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you, <laughs> well, you're taking... Um, you said you're taking Chewy, but what about Han Solo? Because... He's the guy. He's the guy that can understand Chewie. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'd probably agree with you. I'd probably take Obi Wan Kenobi over Luke any day. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, okay? And this is this is just something I have to admit to. Um, and I want to make sure that we understand that um, kids are different than adults, and we don't always understand things the way they're supposed to be, but. Exactly. From a certain point of view. Han Solo is very boring as a child. Um, only from a certain point of view. All right. If you're looking, you got you got a kid who's got the force, you got you got a wizard who's got the force, you got this dog, and then you got this this dude who doesn't do anything, who has no real special powers but to wear pirate clothes. And he may fly the Millennium Falcon, but so can the dog. Right? As a kid, if I was gonna pick something, not as an adult, now as I know him better, but like I'm going with the magic people. The dog and the robots. Before I take the guy in the in in the puppy shirt, you know what I mean. I actually strangely agree with you. <laughs> it's 
it's not like and uh, you know looking at it back now and being you know being a different person obviously i understand like now like of course you pick on solo over a lot of things but as a kid or as like and literally my my birthday is may 28th 1977 the movies came out may 26th 1977 oh, wow. so like i'm two years younger than the release date of these movies these have been part of my life forever so but when watch, I didn't watch Star Wars, obviously, until I was a little bit older. I, I, I watched Empire Strikes Back at the theaters, but fell asleep. I was three years old when it came out. But, you know, it just changes the way, you know, but your perspective of those characters at three or four is much different. Like, I've heard people really like Jar Jar Binks. I don't understand it, but I know a lot of people that, like, that was their first Star Wars movie. Like, Jar Jar was bomb. And I'm like, no, no. But they no. don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a terrible, terrible thing for them to say. The yeah. youth of today, they know nothing. I don't like you either. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> oh, we can't hear you. King Wolf, send it again, but talk into the talk into the phone, please. Yeah. I hear you. We want to know what you're saying. Oh no. Yeah, we can't. Right, we're gonna close that one, but we will. We do want to listen to you. So when you got it, please bring it back. Love this. Love your talk. <laughs> Love both of you guys. You are again having a great, great show. That's all. Otherwise, I got nothing. Sending love. Enjoying listening. See what I mean? What? See what I mean? You just like you're. It's like he had to go into the witness protection program, and instead of giving him a real outfit, they just curved up the corner of his mustache and put him on some sunglasses. And like you are like the 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 Inspector Clouseau version of, of Cliff Thorpe today. He didn't even saying. notice. He didn't even notice. That's all right. I did it for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's when, like, a wife buys a new dress or a necklace and comes in and says, "Do you do you like see anything new? See anything different? Had my hair done? <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Thanks, Dorfman. <laughs> I'm a little bit. I have a memory of I don't know if it was Boba Fett or another character that had a, a rope that it shot out. Or maybe I'm confusing it with Ooh. a G.I. Joe character, but maybe that's what you're thinking of. I, I do feel like there was some sort of tie to it. Like maybe it was it could have been a Batman also with some sort of like gra grappling gun or something. But yeah, thank you. I know there was something. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up while we're while we're talking, but I, I appreciate that. I'm... Or maybe we were both um, um, transported from the same like what is one of those points where we had to go to this dimension? Like we both mandala it over here. Um, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Now that our lovely listener said that, I'm having flashbacks of some kind of rope, um, rope sort of installed figure. I'm trying to think. I think it, I think it was Star Wars, you know. But there was after these last two messages, I want to talk about something that really grinds my gears about okay. Star Wars figures. All right, let's do it. Right. Yeah, $24 in 1980 is $75 today. So it was an actual hefty fucking gift. Quite naturally, I had one. Broke it, <laughs> threw it out. Probably got another one and did the same thing. I'm horrible. <laughs> I'm horrible. Uh, oh, I love that tune. We can I go back to it. I love 
I love that the cantina in uh, Mos Eisley literally just plays the same song over and over again. It's a bit right. like, well, you know. It's like um, I always, when I go to a, a, a new place, I always try and put um, about $20 in the jukebox and just play Turn Around Bright Eyes the entire time. Then I could see who's cool. <laughs> it's like British radio at Christmas with Mariah Carey. That's what yeah. Mos like. <laughs> American radio, uh, too. Yeah. All I want for Christmas is. <laughs> hey, I was just looking at the list of um, of action figures from Empire Strikes Back and saw that there was an IG-88. And I know that character from The Mandalorian, but I had no idea that it went back as far as Empire Strikes Back and that there were even toys back then. Kind of makes me wonder if yeah. the value of that action figure has gone up since Mandalorian came out, um, because it was it probably would have been a pretty obscure one before that. Yeah, I mean, it's in Empire Strikes Back. It's in the sequence when we're first introduced to Boba Fett and all the other bounty hunters with Darth Vader, and he's basically, you know, it's a bit like X Factor. Isn't it that bit for uh, for bounty hunters? He's like walking along, going, "Which one shall I choose? Everyone vote." Um, but, Did they yeah, ever make uh, the one with the guy who had the bandages all over his head? They, I know they. I, I remember IG88, obviously in that character, and, and the the dinosaur guy that I'm just. I'm I'm always bad with names, but <laughs> um, the one that I don't remember ever seeing, and probably because if I ever saw, it, I'd be pissed. This would be one of those. This is a character who'd be like, Duh. but like the guy with the toilet paper on his head. Yeah, but what people don't know is that he didn't turn up to work looking like that. <laughs> I, think I think they had slippery floors slippery floors on the um on on the spaceships in the space canteen <laughs> i think it was just uh he didn't turn up to work like that he probably got home and his wife was like darling what happened uh, you don't want to know oh that's so funny but, but yeah those those are some interesting characters yeah the ig8 but ig88 definitely i mean that's one of the things, you know, we get into that some other time, but Mandalorian really did was if you, if you, if the, there are a lot of characters in there that you probably don't realize existed if, uh, if you hadn't watched those movies again um, in a while. Uh, yeah. Cause they're, you know. No, and um, it's, it's an interesting figure. I do think that probably, you know, any, any time that a Star Wars toy appears in another medium, it sparks the interest in finding those original figures again. Right. So, well, yeah, even I like do... you were like you were saying with Boba Fett, like Boba was a character that you fell in love with because of the toy, um, not because of his appearances in the show. He didn't really do anything really in the movies at the time, right? He he pa- played a very small role in Empire, but he was cool, but he didn't do a lot. And then in in uh, Return of the Jedi, he pretty much just flew for a second, got hit in a, in a hilarious accidental hit with a gun by <laughs> Han Solo without him even actually realizing it. That knocked him into a pit, and then they knocked him into the pit again. But they didn't. He it wasn't like he like did a bunch of killer shit. He did more in the ten minutes he was in the Mandalorian than he did to to define his coolness in any of those movies. But the toy was so cool. He had the rocket pack. He had the, the missile, whether it fired or not, which I really thought he, it did. He had his little gun. Um, he had a pair of tap shoes on, uh, this cool helmet. He looked badass. Um, and he, I think his popularity, mm. I, I don't know for sure, but I really feel like his popularity really stemmed from him being a toy and, and not necessarily from his representation in the shows. 
I agree with you. And also the design. I mean, he looks yeah, oh, the design, incredible. Great. Like that, yeah, the Mandalorian armor design is, is beautiful. So I think that, that was a huge um, sort of plus point when it came to his popularity. And he sounded cool. And unfo- mm-hmm. unfortunately, we lost uh, Jeremy Bullock, who played uh, uh, the original Boba Fett uh, very recently, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's just, just a really cool character. And his death was like really bad in Return of the Jedi. But it was I, really I bad. It was a series. Yeah. It's it's the it's the thing that was happening in the eighties a lot. The series of unfortunate events kind of stuff. Like you'd see these Rube Goldberg esque type deaths in a lot of shows with the bad guys. Boba Fett would played this. This happened in uh, the Superman movies, especially three. Um, and uh, this also happened there. It's like where you know you had to have a little bit of that quirky John Williams score where it was kind of like upbeat and like loose with like just a couple little flutes every once in a while and a couple drums and then they'd like accidentally hit the blind guy and he would fall into this and that guy would get hit by a coat of paint and then like look up because he thought it was a bird but it wasn't a bird and then it, you know it was just one of those kind of things <laughs> well i know the music when um bubba dies is um or the ending to every time you play the star wars video game from the, uh, the original 70s game every time you pass a level um, the one toy that I didn't tell you about that I did also love um, that uh, was one of my favorites, and I, I hope this came out during Star Wars, but maybe it didn't get released until Empire, was, uh, was Luke's Landspeeder. Okay. I think that could have been in the original run. Yep. They that were, I loved. I had, a, I had one of those, and it felt it's such a 70s futuristic design. I just always liked it. It looked like, it looked like somebody's like, you know what? This shoebox could be a spaceship. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm just looking that up actually because I really I I want to I want to make sure that I um I've got that right. But I do believe it was released in the first. Wave I just looked it up. It looks like it came out in 1978, so it may not have come right at that Christmas, but it it made the original. Oh yeah, because yeah, well, all the all the uh, original toys came in spring '78 because they couldn't make them in time. That's right. So I think that that was yeah that would have been the original run then. So yeah. um. Yeah, because I remember in my mind's eye, my bro- my brother had all the figures, by the way, um, mm-hmm. and in my mind's eye, I've got that land speeder and I can see it, and it's blonde Luke sitting in it, not like like you know brown haired. It's blonde Luke in it, and I'm mm-hmm. just, oh well. I'll tell you the story about what happened to the figures later on, but my God, my mum has got a lot to answer. Right. And one, let's put her. I, I mean, we're still. I know we're on the. To- I know we're on the toys still, um, but the yeah. other thing, uh, specifically the, the 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 characters, but one other thing that I had that I loved, actually my dad loved this too. So my dad would have been, I was born, my dad was 22. So my dad it was way younger than I am. And he doesn't talk about Star Wars near as much as I do now, um, even back then. But he was, he would have been 22 when I was born. So that was 77. Um, and I think he bought this for me when I was a baby, but I, it just always existed. And he just played with it all the time himself and eventually gave it to me was the 19 Han Solo, maybe not the coolest guy to a, to a baby or a toddler, but Han Solo's blaster. Very cool. And that's what I had. And it made a whole bunch of different lasers. Oh, nice. Shooty, shooty, shooty noises. Um, but that blaster came that, and that came out around 77. I, I love that thing. Did, what noise did it make? Can you reenact it? It was. It did a lot. It was. Choo, 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 choo. <laughs> if you're just joining us, this is um, the Bing. Star Wars sound effect competition. 
<laughs> didn't do that. <laughs> wow. Oh my god, that's really good. How does that coming out of your uh, your mouth? That's nice. <laughs> just gotta you just gotta put your mouth together. Yeah. So here's a question, and I want um, our listeners to get involved in this as well. Did Guido shoot first? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are you asking me too? Do I get to answer this? Of course you do. No, absolutely not. Never. Never planned. I watched that scene a million times back when I was a kid, and it made perfect sense to me. This guy's about to take him. He's about to kill him. He's ready for everything. He's about to take him to Jabba, who you don't know. Um, and he goes, do that solo. And it wasn't this. Like that, right? Yes. Uta buta solo. And he's like, he knows he's about to get going and he's about to get up and he knows once he walks, he's dead and he shoots him right there. He's like, all right, let's go. And he shoots him real quick because he's about to get executed as soon as he walks out of the building. Bottom line, done. Yeah, but Greedy does shoot. Something happens under the table. It really it does happen. It doesn't. It doesn't. He sure? he he has the gun under the table. He's like, I'm going to shoot you. You move. But that's what he's. Uh, that's what I'm saying. He's ready. He's he's about to get killed. But he doesn't shoot first. He never shoots first. Han Solo doesn't murder oh. him. So Han Solo just protects it. Got to protect that neck. He got. He's got a guy pulling a gun. About to take him to his boss. Ready to go. And. He's like, no, I'm not going. He's like, but he pretends like he is because he's got to be cool. And he shoots him real quick so they can get out of there. He's not like it's it's more of a, you know, I, 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 I give it like he did shoot first, but he also um, had a gun on him. And if a gun's already on you, if, if somebody's already pulled a gun on you, it doesn't matter who shoots first. You're in self-defense mode. You get self-defense if somebody else is already aiming a gun at you. Fair enough. Okay. So why yeah. was it such a solo. Why was it such a big mystery? Oh, no, it wasn't. The reason it's a mystery is because um, it, it was always like that until George Lucas released the updated editions and may not even been the full special editions. He just released a recut of it. And in that recut, he made it very clear that uh, Greedo shot first, changed the whole scene around and actually added more pieces and added this really awkward scene to make it look like Greedo shot, Greedo shot first. It just never happened in the original movies. It just didn't happen. They, 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 switched the, they switched the tape. They need to go back to the Zupruder film. They need to go back to the original tape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love the fact that that comes out of your mouth when you're looking at the Avatar. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Okay, let's hit some ditties, and then um, I'm gonna um, gonna tell you what really grinds my gears about the toy line, and also okay. a little oddity from the toy line that makes me smile. Oh, I noticed. Trust me, I noticed. <laughs> All you need is a girl tied to the train tracks, and you standing there twisting the end of that stash, <laughs> and we got ourselves a 1930s movie. <laughs> Yay! Like I said, I only did it for attention. <laughs> I can't wait for our for our show together, Cliff Dorfman. It's going to look really oh. weird. It's going to look like uh, the before and after of Tom Selleck. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, the dinosaur guy is Bosk. I remember that. I didn't even look yeah, that Bosk. up. I remember that from back and then because I used to look at the cards on the um, the action figures all the time. Anyway, um, the. Uh, the mystery is solved. 
it's the 12 inch action figures. The Boba Fett 12 inch action figure had a firing rocket. The Luke Skywalker one had a grappling hook. There so that's that's what we're remembering. It's not a glitch in the Matrix. Um, ah. By the way, love your show, and I'm enjoying this. And let's keep it going. Thank you so much, Colleen. Uh, and thank you for thank you for making my brain not feel broken. I really appreciate that. That makes total <laughs> sense. I did have those also. So yes, you could take all of all their clothes, and you could see what was underneath everything. Turns out, just the same doll. It was all like it didn't matter which person it was. If you took off all their clothes, it was just a it was just a white Ken doll under there. If you could see my face right now, <laughs> I'm like, okay, that uh, made an unexpected turn. <laughs> oh, you didn't take, like the 12 inch ones, all those clothes you could take off. So you could strip uh, 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 Vader down all the way to his nothings. But they didn't really create like a robot hand for him or give him anything under there. You just give him like a regular like stretch Armstrong body. So like and that was that was true with all the characters. You took Han Solo down to his skivvies. The only thing that was different was their heads <laughs> popped on there. And I, I mean, that doll lasted player. naked Darth Vader and Han Solo lasted with me through college because I had a couple friends that would go in and arrange them in dirty, dirty positions and take all their clothes off again after I'd re-put all the clothes on. And nothing pissed me <laughs> off more than getting out done. Like at the bar, we had this bar called the Zephyr and we go to the Zephyr and I get home and we'd be playing video games or drinking or whatever. And I would go to my room um, or cause where the bathroom is, I walk by and I'd see my my Darth Vader stripped of all his clothes in a compromising position with Boba Fett because they oh, just God. didn't love each other like that. <laughs> they were well, um, that's an employee-employer relationship that is unacceptable. Uh, Empire HR clearly states that Sith lords and bounty hunters cannot have uh, consensual sex without signing paperwork through HR, and we never did that part. And I know that Darth is a stickler for the rules. Well, all I'm going to say is that Boba Fett never discusses once in the Star Wars films how he's getting paid. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. Exactly. Maybe he's getting some Darth Dick. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the power of the dark side. <laughs> of my dark dick. <laughs> See, the thing with Boba Fett, he Vader. became a legend with the mention of two words out of Darth Vader's mouth when he said no disintegrations that told kids all over that this was the baddest of the bad bounty hunters in the galaxy regardless of the other four dudes that were standing there and for a little kid your imagination is everything and once that runs away there's nothing you can do to stop it. Making Boba Fett a legend. True story. Oh, a legend. Vader, if you're still in the room, please clap. Because I desperately want you to tell uh, Starburns Audio the story that you told last week about what happened to your Millennium Falcon. Because it is absolutely genius. Genius. I want to hear I the story. It. Yeah. Please do tell us the story. From beginning to end, because I, I was just, I was in fits. I was in fits last week. It was so good. Right. Okay. Ah. Oh. oh, Vader, that was me. I hit it. I hit it twice. Vader, leave that message again. Leave that message again. Sorry, my friend. That's only happened to me once before. <laughs> <I promise. laughs>
the power of the dark side. You don't know the power of my right thumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so while whilst whilst Vader is leaving those two messages for messages for us again, I'm going to tell you about two things. One thing that I love, and one thing I hate about the Star Wars figure um, line. Okay, the first thing I hate is the lightsabers. What the hell? They're not even the right color. One of them looks like Luke's holding some sort of magic wand. It looks like that they were doing like a premature Harry Potter toy line. It was really mm -hmm. weird. Do you remember the, the lightsaber that Luke had? Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the toy like, line loops, light, lightsabers? It was like yellow plastic, like yellow, wasn't it? And just yeah, it was, really it was weird. I mean, it, it's basically, it was basically like, a, it was basically like a, um, like if, if you were going to give a dog a dick in a toy and like you just pressed it out of his thing. So it just popped out of his, like a hole in his hand. And it was like, but it was basically that technique was like this thin, weird little like, and it bent really easy. And if you like, like, honestly, like as a little kid or something or as a baby or whatever, you chew on it. And so like, it looked like the end of a weird pen. But yeah, it was, ba I, don't, yeah. I know that I just said a dog dick. So I don't want you to imagine me uh, chewing on the end of a dog dick, but you, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Disclaimer, no dog dicks were harmed in the filming or recording of this podcast. Um, <laughs> no chewed dog dicks. No chewed dog dicks. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, the lightsabers were pathetic. Like, they looked really terrible. I remember the, the blonde-haired um, Luke Skywalker, his lightsaber just looked, like, weird. It, it didn't look like a lightsaber at all. And they've mm. obviously changed that in the, uh, like, the Legends, like, I can't remember what they called it, like, the Black Editions, didn't they? That's what they called them. You yeah. know, like well, the recreations. I give them a little credit because it was, you know, one of the things that I did like about the lightsabers was that Whoa. with the lightsabers, at least, they tried to do something kind of cool, right? You have this character that's just walking around, and so he's got his hand sewn on, like set up so it looks like he's ready to jerk off at a moment's notice. He got power action jerk off hand. Yes. Right. But at the same yeah. time, like, you didn't have to like grab a lightsaber out of like a like that you're gonna lose anyway. Plug it into his hand and it's already turned on. Like you had this thing where you're like, oh, watch! You put this little thing down his like down this, his wrist, like like he's like he just trying to like you're running a razor blade up it, and then out comes the lightsaber. I thought that was a kind of it was kind of cool because at least you could play pretend that um, especially as a child, like that he had a real lightsaber that it worked. You know what I mean? Like it, you could have it. Uh, Unsheathed, I guess, is the word. <laughs> what dictionary thesaurus have you got in front of you today? <laughs> <laughs> Unsheathed. <laughs> oh, you didn't get to like, this is called the big red dick of uh, words. Big red I've book got dick no of, idea of dick words. I talk about Star Wars or we're playing innuendo bingo right now. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. What's happening? <laughs> but no, I, I did like but, um, that part of it. You, you're absolutely right. They didn't look great, um, but there was something to be said about the like, like the, that you didn't have to lose. You didn't lose it. Like I lost so many, you know, so many guns, so many bandoleros, so many, <laughs> so yeah. many, uh, so many uh, C-3PO right legs. You know, there's like just a lot yeah. of stuff that gets lost in there. But it was at least attached to the character, so you could, you know, you could have a lightsaber fight no matter what. No, that's right. Um, and you know, but I agree with you. They were shit. They weren't even the right color half the time. No, and I and the, 
the figures were quite flimsy. Do you know what I mean? They weren't exactly very steadily made. I remember a lot of arms coming off of my brother's figures um, and a lot of like accessories being lost quite early on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I told the story last week that <clears throat> I'll tell you this for now. Um, my parents had the. For some reason, if a toy stopped being played with for about a week or two weeks, they were ov- they obviously thought that we weren't interested in them anymore. So they mm-hmm. would consider giving them to uh, what you guys call goodwill. Mm-hmm. Um, and we stopped playing with Star Wars for a couple of weeks because I think um, we had just been brought, um, I don't know, I think it might have been Thundercats or He-Man figures. Like we got some hand-me-downs, so we were playing with them. Mm-hmm. And my mum gave uh, all of the Star Wars figures away to Goodwill. <sighs> all it's hard of to ex- them. It's hard to like except the Ewoks. Except the Ewoks. Interesting. And, what she, well, do you guys like? The, the, do, do, do she feel like like no, they're too cute. Those little bears. Like I don't want to break no. their heart. Okay. No, the reason why <laughs> the reason why she didn't give away the Ewoks was because they were the only toys that we played with in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> nub nub yeah nub nub don't touch my nub nub get off <laughs> but, um, yeah they were the only toys that we played with in the bath so my mum obviously didn't want to give them away to anybody because they'd been in the bath with us like every every day for the last sort of three four years so uh, they were the only ones we got to keep and we still have them to this day they're very very faded due to being mm. in soapy water and you know, drowned repeatedly through our childhood. But yeah, they're the only the only figures that we have left of the Ewoks, which we've now given to my nephew because he's now a big Star Wars fan. He's four, but he loves it. Uh... <laughs> but Vader's, Do you hear him? He's uh, saying Vader's... Chocha, right? He's saying Chocha. <laughs> he is saying Chocha. Wicket likes that Chocha. We spoke about the Ewok uh, movies last week, and yes. uh, they they were great. They were great. I was quite surprised, actually, that um, some of the spin-offs that were made, like the, the droids uh, animated show and those Ewok movies, didn't have their own toy lines. So why do you reckon that is? If that's an interesting thing to think about. I wonder if droids did to a certain extent, um, because... Droids came out a lot later, right? This is this is we're talking within the last ten years, right? With the droids shows. Oh no, this is um, droids. The original animated show, I think, was in the eighties. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it was I, really nice. Oh yeah, no, I remember. I know what you're talking about. I this is eighty five. This is that one. Yeah, you know that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder. Um, you know, it, I think probably what it, a part of this has to do with. Um, timing like this this only lasted uh pilot season basically a first order um so i'm wondering if they got they never ever got to a point where they actually could do that um and then as far as those ewok movies those were made for tv movies so i don't it's interesting i wonder i do wonder why though it feels like um maybe back then they didn't want to like exploit everything maybe okay yeah um i have no i have no doubt that someone's going to leave a message about this but i've just told a massive lie so the Ewok movies didn't get a toy line, but the droids did. So the droids, okay. um, 1985, Kenner toy line, 
uh, complemented the Star Wars droids animated TV show. Um, there were 12 uh, characters and three vehicles made of the sh- um, uh, before the show's cancellation. So there were toys, but apparently they're very rare. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I didn't realize that they did. But I also that, you know, I loved all things Star Wars. and I really don't remember that show. Like it had to have been a very difficult thing to watch because it would have been something I would have watched every week. And for me to not remember, it means that it didn't make an impact, which is uh, difficult uh, for 1985. Jason, I um, I still know all the worlds to power of love by Huey Lewis. Thanks to Back to the Future, <laughs> all from watching that movie just in drive drive in theaters, you know, back in the day. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, that show must not have been very good because it, it, it leaves no lasting impact on me. What about Star Wars Ewoks, the animated show? Oh, yeah, those two. I watched them several times. Like, I didn't realize who the characters were, but, like, I thought, like, Wilford Brimley was in that, and maybe he wasn't, but there was another old man. Was that Wilford Brimley? Yeah. um, This this is the animated show, so there was, like, an animated TV series. Oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, you're not talking about the Ewok uh, uh, Battle for Endor. You're talking about the Ewok series. I do remember. I do remember the Ewok animated series. I do. Yeah, they made a, a very limited toy line after that of six characters, but apparently yep. it did not sell at like very well at all. No, they treated and them the, droids... the same way they treated like the gummy bears, uh, which was a cartoon they actually made based on a candy back in the day, or a couple others where it's just like these. All of them have like these little quirky personalities. I do remember this show. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the droids toy line apparently did even worse. So mm. I, I can imagine that by the time it got to those Ewok movies, they were like, nah, let's just make the <laughs> films and not, not do the do the figures. That's but, so um, funny. One, one little oddity that I did want to talk about was um, the Star Wars mini rigs. So basically what happened was you had the smaller craft, like things like the 8080, like you said, and like you had the X-Wings and stuff like that. But there was this price point in the but in between them and the Millennium Falcon, there was sort of a very big price gap. And they mm-hmm. wanted to fill it with something. <clears throat> so basically what they did was they started creating their own vehicles that weren't even in the movie. Um, yeah. Empire Strikes Back, this is. Well, I think what was happening is not enough, not enough children were getting um, were choking on toys anymore. And so they wanted to create something just small enough that any child, no matter how much money they had for Star Wars toys, could choke to death. (laughs) Could choke to death. Yeah, because obviously the Battlestar Galactica line had phased out by this point. So they really wanted to. (laughs) Oh, I remember these things super well. They're like, they they basically were almost like a answer to a transformer where you had these like little rigs and there was like a you know there was a slave one and there was a little bit there was a couple people movers and there was like the desert skiff and they had like a whole bunch of different like things that were at least tangentially connected like you'd see like the like the 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 imperial ship that took the 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 emperor into the death star i think yoda even had something that he flew around in um if i remember right there was like a one of those little like uh cloud city uh pieces there's like tons of these little things and they weren't you're right they weren't like actual things but a couple of them kind of were and then they had these like little teeny characters that go into them that you could just choke all over yeah (laughs) i love that there weren't enough things to kill kids in those days so they decided to make (laughs) well like it was it was a time when a lot of rumors were going around that um like 
Halloween candy was being uh, like poisoned and they were putting razor blades in it. But they soon found that that was all lies. And so in order to make kids afraid again, I think they just started making toys that they could all choke on again. In the 80s yeah, were a weird time, wait. man. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it, it was a groovy time. Yeah. So um, what they said about the mini rigs was that and how they sort of explained them away was that the mini rigs were, were in the movies, but they were just slightly off camera. <laughs> you, just couldn't, you just couldn't see them they were there i promise and apparently <laughs> lucas loved this idea because he loved that they were like expanding like his vision his his world you know so right. he actually really liked the idea of uh new vehicles and things being created that weren't in the movies but i just think that's hilarious i um, think that's funny that's is this? this is not the movie yes it is yeah, darling. I... it was just slightly off camera yeah ashokatano you know, and uh yeah. And uh, a, couple, a couple other people were out washing them at that day, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. That's so funny. But um, yeah, that's, um, I think that's a really weird oddity that they did is. that to, to, to fill that price point. They just created something completely new and fresh, which I thought was quite nice. Well, and I mean, we do a lot of weird stuff now that you didn't do back then, but like there were still like, you know, I had a, I had a, a, a a very fun alarm clock that was uh that had you know c3p and r2d2 put the money in uh, or it was the alarm clock maybe it wasn't a piggy bank also maybe that was something else but the alarm clock would wake you up in r2 and d2 and c3p would have a conversation about whether they should wake you up or not and whether it was rude uh it was awesome like there was just <laughs> there's like all they, they would they came up with some interesting toys but they, they weren't afraid this is where they really learned to don't be afraid about exploiting children just put it out. They'll buy. We'll see if they like it or not. Are, are, you know, it wasn't about whether one kid or not choked, but did all the kids want to choke? You know, like that's what they were going <laughs> yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So I do. I do remember them bringing out the um, the Phantom Menace toy line. And then obviously mm -hmm. um, the Attack of the Clones toy line came after that. I think uh, I, I I've been through my Star Wars figure in the my Star Wars figures in the attic recently. I think that the ones that they made for the uh, for the prequel trilogy are so bad. Like the quality oh, yeah. of them is so bad. Well, see, and you're gonna have like, to tell me about those because at that point, you know, you know, collecting is a weird thing, right? The reason all these things became so popular and expensive is because nobody realized you should be collecting toys at that time. So a lot of people played with them. So there's not a lot of mint condition versions of these things. That's why there's a value to them. A lot of you know. Yeah. Once the 80, once everybody like I, I think it was probably because of the 80s realized that like you could collect comic books, you could collect toys and all this stuff. Um, it stopped being as easy to um, make any money off it. And you just are collecting them because you just have so much space in your mom's basement to put things um, that aren't you're never going to open and play with that. Um, that it just it made for good like. Uh, you know, it good, made good for good, like decoration, but there wasn't the the level of an uh, amount that they were worth. It just it was not even close to the same as the '70s stuff. Um, so I didn't do a lot of collecting of the the Phantom Menace stuff. Um, you know, outside of maybe having two or three uh, Darth Maul full size lightsabers that I used to hit my friends with when they weren't looking or were asleep, <laughs> or changed Baba and Darth Vader to be fucking again. Um, but otherwise, I didn't have a ton of stuff. Well, listen, I've just discovered what in my memory, because um, I've been grappling with the um, the idea of a projectile 
in a Star Wars figure. And I'm thinking, oh, there was one, there was one, and I can't remember what it was. And now I finally remembered. It was the R2-D2 from Return of the Jedi. It had like a little lightsaber in his head. And if you push it down, it clicked up. It didn't project, but it sort of went ping and like popped up. It didn't go like, Pew! it was just like, ping. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I do. Did you have one of them? I did not. There you go. I think I think when we were talking about projectiles, I think that's what was um, in my mind at the time. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. No, I there there are so many different ones. Like, uh, yeah, I don't remember that one. I mean, I thought you know the lights that 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 was one of those toys. The lightsaber technology and how it's evolved over time, which would make it just more 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 lights and more stuff. I always those are the only things I ever really kept track of after the after the seventies toys that I really remember. Yeah. Well, and one yeah. thing I want to talk. So- Oh yeah, go on. Um, and if you want to get into that, but one of the things, I mean, I guess I don't know if we can count these as toys, uh, but I do because this is where part of where I grown up in the merchandising was um, was the video games, right? The um, yeah, the as far as I'm concerned, uh, the Star Wars original vector-based Star Wars game that came out in late '70s, early '80s, was like the pinnacle of gaming at the time, right? Got to do the trench run. You got to shoot some. Uh, tie fighters down the vector based graphics make it feel a little more 3d plus it had all the little sounds like i was not i was a little bit scared of that game when i was a kid because it just seemed like an older kids game um and my uncle really liked it but all the (laughs) it just felt too it was like too intimidating to me for some reason because you know you got to blow up a whole death star that's a lot of responsibility for a child um But then you get playing it, and you're like, oh, it was badass. And then, like, all, you don't know the power of the dark. Use the force, Luke. Let go. Uh, there's just too yeah. many of them. You're all clear, kid. Um, but, it, like, it was just those sounds over and over and over every time you did it. But I love that game. I love that game. Yeah. I, I remember it. I remember it very vividly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they, they had one on the Atari that where it was Empire Strikes Back, where you're basically just – uh, uh, a, a block fighting these like at at blocks and you'd have to shoot them in the eyes because they didn't couldn't do a grappling hook thing so you just you shot it in the eye enough times and it finally died that was the worst yeah but, like there's that one there's the empire jacks back version of the the same one where you, you do you did the hoth stuff and that one was really great and then they had the um the return of the jedi game was my favorite because you did the uh you did the speeder scene, but it was all animated. It like was in full color, so it felt really cool. You're like driving the speeders around, and the Ewoks were setting traps for you. And then you do the, uh, you know, you do the uh, um, uh, the the Death Star run through the center, flying the uh, flying the Millennium Falcon. Oh, those games were so good. I love those games so yeah. much. But that was such a big part of like really all this well. stuff tied it back. Yeah. Yeah, because we I, I grew up in a seaside town, so we have like an arcade with all the uh, the old games and stuff in it. And I remember going down and playing the Star Wars game all the time. I used to love the uh, the Battle of Hoth level on on it because I just loved that whole sequence anyway in the movie. But my God, it's so good in video game. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then I mean, yeah, then there were other stuff that came out when the Super Nintendo came out, and those were fine, but. Those original games to me just really captured a moment because they, they felt just as retro as the movie did in its own way, futuristic and retro at the same time. Yeah. No, I mean, Star Wars games have changed dramatically, like recently. There, I mean, if you look back at the um, PlayStation Three games, like the Force, before, is yeah. it the? Oh, what do they call them? Oh, oh yeah. 
Yeah, I know which ones you're talking about. I've got about. them right here. Uh, the Force Unleashed. Yeah. I literally have it right next to me. <laughs> I, I Again, I've got all my mer- all my Star Wars merchandise out. It's literally all over the floor right now. Yeah. For, for there were some big place. steps. I mean, there were big steps in there. I think the first game that actually, outside of those arcade games that we're talking about, the first one that really hit me as something where I was like, oh, you can really do some fun stuff with this was... Uh, x-wing and then x-wing versus you know x-wing and then tie fighter then x-wing versus tie fighter that one was outstanding because you know it gave it a little bit of a um you know it made it feel a little bit bigger it wasn't like a it wasn't pure arcadey but it was kind of arcade you know it was it was but it wasn't like a simulation so that one was really really fun and that one hit me real hard i loved that one and then they have um you know you start talking about the dark forces games uh, where all those uh, dark troopers from uh, from the Mandalorian actually came from Dark Forces uh, from the 1995 game. That one was another one that was really good. Uh, that really hit in those 90s games. And then there were a couple, like I said, there was a couple other with uh, in the 90s. Rogue Squadron on the um, on the Nintendo Cube was really really good. Um, the Super Star Wars Super uh, Empire Strikes Back. People really liked those. I wasn't a huge fan, but even before we get to the 2000s, when I think j- the next big pinnacle of great star wars games was uh knights of the old republic um there was just some really cool stuff going on in video games with the star wars in the 90s that they almost ruined with that weird fighting game they made but uh couldn't quite do it hello hello i'm eric have you did i was i just talking to myself that whole time no no no. i heard everything i heard weird fighting game oh yeah do you remember this yeah i do yeah Oh, that was bad. Yeah, absolutely. That was a weird. That Masters, was, uh, I think it was Masters of Terrascasi. Yes, something. Yes, hang on, I'm googling that. I didn't oh, have this game, so I played this game later, but I didn't actually have this game when it came out because I had traded in my PlayStation for a uh, um, uh, super uh, an N64. Uh, but I went, when I went to um, the premiere of Phantom Menace, you know, I'm sitting in that line. I'm, I'm, I think we're there overnight, or at least we're there super early that morning. We're first in line. The, the people right behind us brought a TV and plugged it into the movie theater place, and they were actually playing uh, Master of Terrascachi, and we played it for like eight hours that day. It was so bad, but like, what are you going to do? You're sitting there waiting to put, watch a movie that's not starting till midnight, and you've been there since 6 a.m. You play it. Yeah. You, get, you, 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 you figure out just how bad it is. I also, you know... This is, I know this one was one of the ones I really loved in this 90s era too. Um, have you, do you ever remember a game called Battle Chess? No, I don't know. Battle Chess. Ba- Battle Chess, and they made Star Wars Battle Chess. It was just chess. But when you, uh, <laughs> the only thing that was different between Battle Chess and Star Wars Battle Chess from regular chess was when you like, when your pawn took another pawn, like it, it made them characters so they fight. It was like a predetermined and scripted fight, obviously. So like, you know, but it was just fun to watch. So like when, you know, when like uh, Lando uh, attacks, uh, you know, a droid, you like Lando kills him. So it was was a really stupid way to just watch like Star Wars fights. And so two droids go at it. And it almost worked, except because of the nature of the game, Luke Skywalker is the king on one side and uh, and Darth Vader is the king on the other side. So you could never have them battle. Because kings can't kill each other. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. It looks really cool. I like. It was really fun. Walkers as the bishops. That's yeah. really funny. This That's was like really one of my favorite. Cool. It was like this is all those types of things like back in the day when I was a kid. Like 
they were trying like i said they would make anything into anything and i love this game because it was so stupid yeah i wonder if you can get it now i wonder if there's a way that you can download it i'm sure you could get it now i'm sure it's on windows 3.1 i'm sure you could you could i'm sure you could get it like set up somewhere yeah the Wookiees are the are are the are the knights on the on the um, rebel yeah. side. The Sand People are the rooks on the uh, on the on the Empire side. Yeah, I oh yeah, that's right. I think that uh, Vader's the queen on his side, uh, and but the, and the Empire's the king, which is an interesting choice of how to do. But I guess there aren't two bad guys. <laughs> There's not a female bad guy in the original Star Wars. Well, I always knew that Vader was a bit of a queen, to be fair. <laughs> he always is. He's, he's, no! no! And you know, and you know he's like, you know, the original... <laughs> he does, Vader's like seven feet tall, but uh, the uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Jake was only... Not Jake. What is the guy who played him? Hayden. Hayden was only like 5'9", hey, hey, so you know he's in some lifts under that, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know he's on big heels. Wearing <laughs> those big heels like a proper queen. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> right, shall we hit some uh ditties? Let's hit some ditties. Excellent. Can he wait to hit the ditties? Yeah, I'm from Germany. Yeah, I'm from Germany. Let's go. Guten Abend. Guten uh, Morgen. I, I don't speak in the Deutsch. Sorry. Je parle français. And I speak Good. English. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Thank you anyway. Welcome. You're, I'm from Germany. Let's go. I well, think I think like Germany. <laughs> I wonder where he's from. He sounds familiar. I, I almost got that accent. Let's, yeah. I hope he leaves another message. Let me know because uh, just, I think it's, just let us know. I think it's Austrian. Oh, Starburns. <laughs> oh, this. Oh, this is a painful memory <laughs> that keeps us making me trudge up yet again. <laughs> but I had the original Millennium Falcon, the original big boy. This dang, this dang thing was probably almost the size of my porch. Yeah. And my friends, my next door neighbor's brother tricked me into trading it to him for a frog. Because I wasn't allowed to cross the creek at that time. And all the frogs, for some reason, were on the other side of the creek. And uh, yeah, my mom let him keep it because I was <laughs> dumb enough to trade it for a frog. <laughs> Vader, Vader, let let me tell you two things. One, um, if I had a uh, 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 Millennium Falcon right now, I would trade you for a frog just because that story makes me sad. Two, <laughs> I am ninety percent sure I've traded several, like an entire collection of garbage belt kits for just a bag of tadpoles. So don't <laughs> don't worry. Two, I've done this before. And as recently as when my 20s, I think I did something like this with something that I really liked for a bus ticket that didn't even work from some dude that intimidated me at a Greyhound bus station. Uh, so it happens. <laughs> it happens. It does. It's just the passion in his voice oh, when he tells For a frog. Story. I love it. Oh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I. Falcon for a frog. I'm afraid of letting fall from a frog. It's 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 happened to the best of us. No, we don't know. We, we sometimes we don't realize the value of our Millennium Falcons because frogs are cool. Absolutely, I sold a really rare uh, Doctor Who book that was given to me by my dad, and I mentioned it to a friend at school that I had it, and he went, "Oh, really? I'll give you five pounds for it." And five pounds to me at that time was like, "What? I'd never had money of my own." So I was like, "Yeah, okay, five pounds. Wow!" And I gave him to it. It's probably worth about. Oh, about a thousand pounds now. God damn it. Wow. Damn it. I know. Jesus. God 
damn it. So we've all been there. <laughs> Don't be sad. Don't be sad. Okay, I'm going to hit a ditty. Hi, Keith Andrew. Hi, Starburns Audio. Shadow in the Hizos. What we talk about today? <gasps> a Star Wars story. The Merch Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> she's excellent. She was excellent. She came on um, the Marvel Monday uh, yesterday. and She's so good. She's got so much insight. That's I awesome. love it. She's a pure geek. The geek shall inherit the earth. Jesus said that. <laughs> Was that you or a recording? I'll never tell. <gasps> okay. Next. Next. Right. Write your write your votes on a on a postcard. Is that Starburns audio or a recording? <laughs> yeah. By the time they got to the Ewoks, it was over with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I think you could probably end every sentence you say with that from now on. And yeah, Absolutely. when they got to the Ewoks, it was over with. It was over with. Yeah, it was. It really was. It really scraped the bottom of the barrel. You notice they've done a lot of remakes. They've announced a lot of things. Not a single one of them starts on Endor. I just want to let you guys know that they're going to bring yeah. back. They're bringing back Willow, but they're not bringing back Ewoks. No, we never know. They might, well, yeah, they could out. come back sooner or later. But do you think it's interesting that like there's been a lot of fan service to a lot of different places, and the one place they haven't even attempted to return is there? Well, when they got to the Ewoks, it was over with. Like literally, the <laughs> <laughs> the, gum, the gum you like will come back in style. Um, yes. <laughs> but think about it: the entire Death Star exploded over this place. They went to a whole different, they went to Endor. They did not go to its forest moon. They went to Jakku and invented in a whole new battle that never happened just to get all this stuff running. Nobody wants to go back to Endor. I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't personally want to go back to Endor because, yeah, I mean, we saw the party going on, right? We right. saw the party, but we never saw the night after, uh, the morning right. after the party. Well, and what? Yeah, that's true. And what you didn't, and like you were saying, with that one creepy one that was fucking bashing on that skull, maybe they all turned a little like cannibals by then. There, this is a a little place of little teddy bear army hammers just eating toes. All I'm saying is that I bet you, Lando Carisian needed to go and get a test the night the day after. <laughs> so, Lando. Um, what do you need a test for? Oh, just a sexual health test, please. Oh, what 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 have you been uh, sticking it in? <sighs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's right. You just go solo. <laughs> exactly. Maybe that's why they couldn't go back. Maybe yeah. um, they've created some weird sort of human. Um, yeah, it's just been awkward conversations. Like, hey, it's been twenty years. Oh, is that 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 <laughs> that bear Chewbacca is not, that bear Wookie looks a little weird. I don't know who <laughs> that could be. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, probably the reason they didn't go back to Endor because they had a bit, a yeah. few too many uh, juice boxes that night. Yeah. And what? Our, hey, uh, I got a question for you. What is he saying go. here when he turns? This, he just shows back up on Endor, and this is what he says. <laughs> I think he's saying that's not mine. I don't know who that. Uh, that's not mine. <laughs> what do you mean I owe twenty years in child support? 
That's what I think. That's what I think. <laughs> That's why Chewbacca has to do some extra shifts at the Moss Eisley Cantina to pay his child support. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can just imagine, can't you? Right, I'm going to hit a ditty before we um, descend into complete and utter madness. Right. <laughs> Keith, you just said the same thing. Yes. I miss you guys. <laughs> Cheers, babes. Thank you very much, Shadow. Can I join you live? No, no. In fact, you gotta you gotta grow up just a little bit more. You can play with the toys, you just can't play with them here. Yeah, time for baby size. Oh yes, with the Star Wars characters as the chess pieces, like oh yes, cool. <laughs> it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I'm telling you, it was so cool. I'm looking at it right now, and it is. It does look really cool, actually. Yeah. It does look really cool. I'm I am a little bit jealous that I've never played it. I'm gonna yeah. see if I can hunt it down somewhere. That was that, the, it was the thing. Great. This was like a this is like a legit thing. People love that battle chair. Yeah, that looks so good. Right, let's hit this ditty. What we talking about, please? Read the title. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, brother. I think I, I know we talked about it a little bit, but we kind of landed on our time. This is our time. We got through our, our conversations yeah, we we and we, we could probably extend. Not. We could talk about toys forever. There's a there's a whole other part of this merchandise stuff that we haven't talked about from bath mats to my to my sleeping bag, to all my pillows, to the sheets that um, I still have somewhere around this house from the Empire Strikes Back where um, where uh, uh, Han Solo is kind of like leaning over. Uh, Princess Leia, and it looks like they're almost yeah. about to kiss, but she also looks like she's backing away as far as she can um, before she actually gives in. Uh, so I call it, those are my, <laughs> my Empire Strikes Back Me Too sheets. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she. I, I'm looking at them right now, actually. And she, it does look like she's going, no, 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 no. Um, but, you know, I used to have the ones... Um, that were printed it had r2d2 and c3po it had darth vader it had like yoda on it they were sort of like a sky blue color and all the characters mm-hmm. were sort of stuck in they're the mm-hmm. ones that we had and we, I had, remember um, we had star wars uh wallpaper as well in our bedroom because me, oh, me and my wow. brother uh, my older brother shared a bedroom so we had a uh, star wars wallpaper as well that was in there, this... which is a similar design I, I gotta remember exactly what it called. I had this thing where it was Star Wars, and it kind of looked like a like a holocron or a, a lightsaber, but it actually just had a light and you projected a scenes of Star Wars up onto your roof like a viewmaster, and you could switch from scene to scene. But it would like it lit this like it put this like projected like circular image on the ceiling. Yeah, how have we not talked about viewmasters? <laughs> exactly, so many things. So so rubbish <laughs> i mean yeah they were good the little round disc things that you start to put into them were like oh, yeah. really hit this you're like oh where's that really good image that i want to look at and you have to scroll through about thirty thousand images before you can find yeah, it <laughs> yep oh yeah oh yeah it was called okay it was called give a show if you ever if this is not something that everybody you know might everybody might remember but there was something from from Discovery Time called Give a Show, and it wasn't. I had this for um, Star Wars stuff, but I also had versions of it for um, like Scooby Doo episodes and stuff. Uh, uh, 
but it was I was one of my favorite toys. It was weird because it just it was like a little fake projector for kids, but it just projected like one scene of it onto the wall. Uh, give a show. Give a show. Okay. Give a show. Yeah, not, amazing. This is from like out. the '60s. I found this underneath my my grandma and grandpa's house uh, when we when I um, when I found out that they had a basement that wasn't really a basement so much as a a place under the house with a lot of spiders that I wasn't allowed to hide in um, during hide and seek because then they couldn't find me and they called the cops. Um, but I did find <laughs> this projector and I really enjoyed it. And when you could, um, but they did end up doing some Star Wars stuff for that. I'm looking at it right now, and oh my god, the kids on the front are very Aryan. Oh, aren't they? You, you. I mean, this is definitely something like the, the for the, the give the gift, give the gift the whitest kids you know don't have. You know, like what do you give the white kids who have everything? Give a show. Those kids are not just white; they're albino. They're like yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, have your kids just come in from the corn? Um, <laughs> The one on the right looks like one of the Morlocks from the original Time Machine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give Zebediah and, <laughs> and little Adolf your oh my a, a light show. That's crazy. I've never seen kids so so white. That's nuts. Welcome to the '60s um, in the United States, brother. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I'm looking at the, it's the Star Wars one. I mean, the images they're projecting. Oh, that looks really cool, though. It looks good. Yeah, it was, Give a it was projector. Yeah, that was a yeah, thing. It was nice. Um, one of the things I have to talk about before we go though is my brother's stormtrooper outfit. Ooh. So it was from what I remember, it was like a basic mask, mm-hmm. but it was like a PVC esque like costume, like with a sort of like bit that went down the back. It was white. Uh-huh. And um I remember pretty much every single photo of me as a baby being held for the first time by my big brother, he's wearing a fucking stormtrooper outfit. That's amazing. <laughs> In the hospital, sitting there holding his newborn baby brother for the first time. And he looks like he's going to take me to Darth Vader. It looks <laughs> That's amazing. I love it's, it. That's so mad. cool. You know, back in the day, costumes were much different than they, you know, when it was just like a plastic thing with like a a rubber band on the back that you just like strapped to your face that if you're uh, if you had an older cousin would take the um, either the front of the mask and pull it and let and let it hit you in the face really hard or would take the back little strap and pull it really hard and let (laughs) the backside hit you in the face, like hit you really hard. Um, But it had just little eye holes so you could barely see out of it. And your costume really wasn't a costume so much as it like a little bit of a like if it was a Darth Vader one, I have a little bit of Darth Vader, but underneath it would be like a picture of Darth Vader and it says Darth Vader costume on it. Like, and that was what you could get. That's what you get at the store. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It's got costume and mask, Star Wars. <laughs> it's, it's really cute. It's really cute. But seriously, I'm not, I, I, I'm I'm not kidding you. Every single photo of me of my brother for the first maybe I love it. six months of my life, he's wearing his stormtrooper outfit. That's so, so awesome. Uh, I'm very so jealous funny. of your brother. <laughs> I think it's disintegrated that now, but obviously, like most things, like that P- out of that PVC plastic material, just sort of uh, break down over time. Because he did uh, try and look for it um, quite recently, and the mask was there, but the costume was like not to be found. So right. they think that it just like disintegrated. But yeah. give me a favor, look up, go um, look up Star Wars costumes of Halloween's past. All right, it's on the Star Wars website. Um, 
but just so you can see it, so you can see exactly yes. how bad the these seventies costumes were. Of Halloween's past, yeah. Yeah, and do a search on that, and then it'll be the one from StarWars.com. <laughs> the Princess Leia one looks horrible. But that's how all the costumes were back then. They like put a mask that was kind of real, and they make it a little bit look like Princess Leia, and then they put a scene from the movie on the on the apron. Like you needed to like know that there were it was what it was part of. The uh, oh the, my the, god. Yeah, this was very very common. This was this was a very typical. Like if it was a Superman or a Spider Man or or uh, or a Buck Rogers or whatever. This is very typical of how uh, costumes and like that's where the '80s movies get it wrong. Uh, they forgot that all these things came in weird plastic. That the same kind of plastic you would use to like cover the bed when uh, the same child peed in it uh, is what <laughs> this costume's made of. Which is why you see that tint of yellow on it. I think afterwards you just used it as a mattress cover. Oh no, that's gross. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, I'm not going to stop mean- now. I did. Do- I, I did a whole. I did five minutes on dog dick lightsabers. Come on. I know dog dick lightsabers. If there's anything I've taken away, it's that phrase. Um, <laughs> but I'm looking at the Princess Leia one now, and oh my god, it looks it looks like um, Leatherface's mask from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> oh yeah, it's very very creepy. It's very very creepy. Very like if creepy. somebody was a couple, if these days if somebody walked up into your house and knocked on your door with that mask on. You'd think you were getting purged. Oh, my God, you would. And also, are you looking at the photo as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, are you looking at the one on the right-hand side? Like, how inappropriately placed is Luke Skywalker in that? Image? Right. Oh, yeah. Just, like, cutting right through her period. Like, making the blood come out of her. <laughs> That's so bad. What were they thinking? <laughs> Guys, if you want to see these photos, I would say I'll put them up on my Instagram, but I'll probably get those of weird messages from my friends going, ew, ew. <laughs> <laughs> but go to, go to Star Wars costume. costumes of Halloween's past. It is very oh, funny. Oh, my goodness. Uh, right, guys, um, I think we're about to wrap this up. It's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much, Star Burns Audio. Uh, did you want us to explain quickly um, what's happening next week? Yeah, let's do it. So, what we're going to do? You go for it. Oh no, no, no! Um, I'll I'll say what it is, but then you explain what's happening because I'm a little bit scared because I've never done one of these before. So next week, guys, we're going to start a Star Wars story. Um, We're going to do a rewatch of the um, the prequel series uh, of films. So the first three films in the prequel. So Phantom Menace. Um, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the, of the Sith, but we're going to do it over yeah. to Starburns. Yeah. All right, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a simulcast here. So we're gonna we're gonna try and watch this movie together. Uh, there's some rules around stereo, so we're gonna need to be talking, and obviously we can't play the audio through the uh, through the show. So we'll be turned down. But we've seen this movie enough. Uh, but we're gonna all watch <laughs> it together, and it's gonna give us. A, so we're gonna be talking about it. We're gonna do a little. Uh, you know, a little uh, mystery science theater on it, but also just talk about the different scenes, talk about how it affects. We can answer questions, but what we're going to do is we want everybody to be watching the show together. So we'll sync the we'll sync the movie a few times throughout. You can leave your comments. We'll try and keep everything kind of to time of the show. So we'll try and keep the comments like connected to that part. Um, we're just going to have a little fun. We're going to use it as kind of a, a jumping off point to have conversations about individual scenes or any knowledge that we have. Uh, nothing scary. Um, and hopefully it will make the viewing experience of the Phantom Menace uh, a lot more fun because uh, we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, excellent. So I can't wait. So 
Um, we're going to be here at 10 o'clock next week. So um, that is 5 p.m. G- um, Eastern Standard Time. And, oh, help me. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. 2 p.m. That's the one. So 2 p.m. Uh, and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 10 p.m. Um, GMT. Yeah, so we'll be here and then we'll all do a little countdown to start in the movie. And yep. we're going to do a simple watch of The Phantom Menace. Um, just to let you know that you can obviously purchase it on uh, DVD or Blu-ray if you haven't got it already. Or you could be like down with the kids and watch it on Disney+. Plus. Yep, it's on Disney+. Plus. Um, that's where I'm going to be watching it from. So we'll make sure we're on the same one. Um, <sighs> oh, I also I've have it on Blu-rays. Apple. I have well, I have it on the. I might watch my Apple version because I might. I'm going to figure out which one has the highest definition of it, um, okay. and uh, and we'll figure out if there's any difference between the things. But we'll be watching, for better or for worse, we'll be watching the most current version, uh, whatever's out there now. So we will also find out if there's been any changes to Phantom Menace since the last time we watched it. I guess in the oh same my gosh. way. What could what could they change about Phantom Menace? Like seriously, what could they do? Like, I mean, maybe they can add a uh, you know. They could add a voice here or there. They could put Ray's voice in it somehow. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> they'll do something stupid. They'll do something yeah. stupid. They always do. They figure it out. They're geniuses of being stupid. Maybe, maybe Kieran Knightley. Jin, maybe Qui-Gon Jinn is now Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be interesting. They, all, they give all the Gungans Brooklyn accents. They make them all sound like yes. uh, they're in I'll a Scorsese movie. I'll cut you. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness so um anyway thank you so much yeah join us next week for that um i've never done one of them before so if i uh make a few mistakes please please forgive me but i'm really looking forward to it because i haven't i personally haven't seen the phantom menace for a little while um but i'm really looking forward to giving yeah. it a rewatch and talking about yeah, some. Of the i haven't really watched it all the way through and actually watched it since the last since the time i was uh trying to hit on it like this mormon girl and she put it on and i fell asleep before i could even get to first base um <laughs> well i've not seen it all the way through without being a, uh, a little bit sick in my mouth so hopefully, <laughs> um, so same all right keith andrew i love you and i'm so glad to do this again next week we'll have a lot of fun but i had a blast today brother I love you too. I just want to say I've had a bit of an emotional today, uh, day today, but um, talking to you is an absolute joy. Um, you really honestly do uh, bring a ray of sunshine into my life, you and Mrs. Smitty. So I just want to say thank you very much for that. You're very welcome, sir. Um, the feeling is very mutual. So thank you. Thank and you, uh, we'll, see ne- we'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
thank you so much for joining us here at the films i love most podcast live don't forget you can get involved on facebook instagram and twitter and if you want to send us an email with any suggestions or recommendations you can send those to film i love most podcast at yahoo.com thank you very much and i hope that you join us next time here at the films i love most podcast (laughs) 